there, I'm Jerry Ann Savelle, and I want to welcome you today to the show. I have had such a great time being here with you today, and I'm so excited and honored to have my special guest, Kelly Copeland. We go way right back. back, way back. <laughs> I used to say she's the oldest friend I have, but she corrected me and said, no, I'm not your oldest friend, I'm your longest, longest, longest friend I've had. I've known this sweet friend of mine for since I was six months old. Six months old, we have been in each other's lives. We have been through so much. And I have something so exciting to show all of you guys. 1969, if you follow my dad's ministry, you're going to hear the name Kenneth Copeland. It comes up in almost every message he does. Because Kenneth Copeland came to Shreveport, Louisiana in 1969. My mother went to hear him. My dad was reluctant. He didn't want to go hear another preacher ask him for money. But my mom kept saying, this one's different. He's really different. You're really going to like him. So my dad went and it radically changed his life forever. And these right here are special treasures to me. My dad took these reel-to-reels. And for you people that are under 40, you're not even going to know what they are. But my dad got these reel-to-reels and he put them on this big machine. And this is Kenneth Copeland messages. And that's all he had back then. I mean, he had his Bible and these. And he would play them for hours and hours. And it radically changed his life. In fact, he spent three months, eight hours a day, listening to these. He would handwrite them and then he would go type notes on his high school typewriter. And I have that notebook right here. I'm telling you, there's no amount of money you could give me. I mean, this notebook right here is, is my heritage. I mean, it changed my life. It's changed millions of people's lives around the world because of this notebook. And he typed out all these notes. And then right here in the front, he gave this to me the other day. This is the first message that he ever preached with your dad. And it was in Jacksonville, Florida, and it's called The Greatest Faith. Isn't that awesome? Yes. Tell them the, on the side binding it says the year. It's 1969 to 1973. So dad does one of these every year, and this is the very first binder that he ever did. And you know, the word of faith, you and I have grown up in this and it's not to be I mean we're privileged and honored to grow up in this but if your dad's not a famous preacher you have an amazing heritage if you're a child of God then your father Abraham you go so far back to father Abraham and we need to treat this heritage of faith as a precious heirloom I mean these these are just priceless to me, you know? But we need to treat the word of faith like that, that it's, it's special to us and that we value it and that we nurture our faith all the time. You know, um, Paul told Timothy, he said, in the last days, there's gonna be difficult times. And he went on to describe what pretty much sounds like, you know, today. Mm -hmm. and, but then he said, but you must hold on to the things that you were taught and you can trust, you know you can trust those who taught you. And you know, we learn from two of the most, to the, two of men who have the most integrity of anybody I know. Yes. And it's precious. And somebody asked me one time, man, it must be awesome when you have a difficulty and you just go get wisdom from your dad and sit down and talk to him. Have you heard that one before? Yes. I said, 
hello, you have the exact same opportunity because what he would say to me in his study is not any different than what he would say to you on all the tapes and right. books and CDs and downloads you could get. You've got all those. Yeah. You've got the same thing. Exactly. Yep. Well, I want to read the scripture to you. It's in Psalm 78. First of all, you know, God commands us to pass this down from generation to generation. What a sad thing it would be, Kelly, if it had stopped with our dads. You know, as they were learning it, it wasn't necessarily that our dads set us down every day and taught us this. We watched them work this out. We watched them by faith work this out. And it's something that we wanted to be a part of because we saw success in their lives. We saw change. And it's not something that you and I ever, I know both of us never um, resented our dads being in the ministry, you know, but it's just, it, it's an honor, but it's a heritage that not just preacher's kids are to pass down. It's every child of God should be about perpetual faith, that it go from generation to generation. Deuteronomy 6 talks about, in fact, God commands that it go from you to your children, to your grandchildren. Now, Kelly's a grandma. I'm not yet, but I know this is a perpetual thing in our families, mm -hmm. and it's so important to God. Let me read the scripture. It's Psalm 78 in the New, New Living. It says, Oh, my people, listen to my instructions. Open your ears to what I'm saying, for I will speak to you in a parable. I will teach you hidden lessons from our past. Three, these stories we have heard and known, stories our ancestors handed down to us. We will not hide these truths from our children. We will tell the next generation about the glorious deeds of the Lord, about His power and His mighty wonders. That's our responsibility. That's what God expects from us. And I know you are known all over the world as Commander Kelly and super kids, and you've done that perpetual faith. And it's exciting to watch it go from generation to generation. It says, pass my words on to your children and create in them a heritage of faith. It's so important that we pass it down from generation to generation. You know, like I said earlier, a life of faith is a precious heirloom. I mean, it's something that we should never take for granted. It's so important. I heard my dad say this. He said, if God can get me to live by faith and my children to live by faith and my children's children to live by faith, it is likely from now until Jesus comes that the Savelle household will be people of faith and perpetuated. That's so good. And I'm encouraging you today is that once you get stirred up in your faith, Begin to teach your children as you're learning this. You know, and I think at the back of this notebook, Dad has a lot of prayer petitions. He was learning about the prayer petition. And there's some of them where we were believing God for winter coats. I mean, we didn't even have money for coats for Terry and I back then. And you can see our little handwriting where we signed the prayer petition with our parents, believing God they were teaching us along the way to, to learn this faith and go right along with them. What do you think about all that? Well, I think it's the right way to raise your kids. And in fact, pointing them to God. You know, we live in such an entitled society today. It's a problem. Mm -hmm. It's a problem for this generation 
that they feel entitled to things that they're not entitled to. And it's a sad wake up the day that they realize, oh, I don't know, nobody's given me what I think I'm entitled to. Yeah. But we were never treated that way. In fact, if there was something we wanted, it wasn't an easy, oh, okay, let's run down and get that. It was, Use that's a faith. great faith project. <laughs> Use your faith. Yes. Even if they could buy it. Now I look back and I think, they probably couldn't buy the things that I wanted mm -hmm. at the time. Yeah. But I'm so grateful that they taught me to look at God as my source. You know, the Lord has always, my dad has always said, we're a channel that the Lord can use, but He's your source. Mm -hmm. We are not your source. Right. And so I taught my kids that, and they are teaching their kids that, you mm -hmm. know. Even today, I have a five-year-old and I have a 32-year-old. Almost 33. Sorry, Rachel. Um, but uh, they are teaching their kids. I'm teaching Emily that God is your source. Mm -hmm. Will you want something? Believe God. And even though, you know, pretty much I could go get the doll or whatever it is that she wants, I teach her to use her faith like my parents did me mm -hmm. because God can do anything for you. He's mm -hmm. not limited. Right. And what that did for me in retrospect, I've also had two children at death's door mm -hmm. before. Right. Jenny was in a car wreck. She actually died at the scene. Lindsay had meningitis, the deadliest kind. They didn't expect her to live. They didn't expect Jenny to live. Now that didn't all happen in the same week, thank goodness. Mm -hmm. And I learned, I grew between those two things. So I was more powerful in that second incident than I had even been in the first. Mm -hmm. But you know, when I was either, at both times though, I remember sitting there thinking, God, I asked you for a boat. You gave it to me. I asked you for a bicycle. You did that for me. My, you know, not for my parents. I mean, that boat, that was a miracle. It was, t I asked for a boat. He gave us two boats. And just like you, we, John and I, mm -hmm. we could, he couldn't even write, but we signed our names yeah. to a petition. And dad said, listen, your mom and I will agree with you, but this is not our faith that's going to get this done. Mm -hmm. That's really bold for a parent to say they've got to believe God. Right. If you don't really have faith in God, you'll have a hard time passing that down. Because mm -hmm. what, what you have in you is what you're going to pass down. Yes. I'll let that be a challenge to you to get faith in there right. because you'll pass down what's in there. Mm -hmm. And so dad was like, this, this is yours and, and John's. Y'all believe for that boat? Well, God did that. It was a miracle. Then I believe for a horse. Mm -hmm. So this woman on the other side of the country calls and said, I, I just heard the Lord say that this is Kelly's horse. She didn't know I wanted a horse. Mm -hmm. and, um, but God gave me the desire of my heart and I believed for it. So what that told me when my children were in the hospital, I'm like, no, 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 no. They will live and not die. You gave me a horse. You gave me a bicycle. Mm -hmm. You proved yourself. It's sort of like David with the, you know, I killed the lion and I did this and you helped me do this and you did this. Mm -hmm. This uncircumcised Philistine will not stand. Right. He could say that because he had had these minor faith, won these minor faith battles. Mm -hmm. You don't want, today in today's society, people want to save their kid from any battle. They don't want them to have a battle at school, so they go take on the teacher instead of saying, work this out. They don't want them to battle each other. So I thought one thing I'd change in my raising my kids, which Rachel actually told me yesterday, Mom, you did that. And I was like, oh, good. <laughs> um, but it was better than I thought. But I would have, 
I thought, I wish I had been better about making them work stuff out mm -hmm. instead of just saying, don't fuss or quit fussing or me work it out. Mm -hmm. You expect your kids to live these things out instead of just doing everything for them then they learn God. Right. They learn for themselves how faithful He is. Because one day they're going to be grown. One day they're going to have kids. And you want them to be able to walk and live by faith and right. hear from God. Well, they can't live off, and we couldn't live off of our parents' faith all our lives. At some point, we had to take ownership of it and, and apply it to our own lives. And I remember probably five years ago, I was believing God to take all the kids to Disney World. And um, I did that. I put a poster in our hallway when the kids walked in to the house. And I had pictures of Disney World and how much it was going to cost, the hotel and the air, you know, airfare and all of that. Because I wanted them to see as a family that we would bring this money in by faith together. And it was so exciting for my kids to watch us check off certain things. And we could say, as a family, we did this, that we used our faith. And I had little ones and teenagers all ages, but our faith took us to Disneyland debt-free, not on credit cards, so paid better. cash for it. And it was just a boost to their faith, you know? And again, like I said earlier, perpetual faith is just so important that you're passing it on to your children. And again, it's not that you're sitting down every single day and, you know, giving them long lectures on the Bible. I mean, our, our, really dads, <laughs> our, our dads did not do that, mm -hmm. but we watched them walk it out. So I'm encouraging you in your faith walk that you be an example, you know, in front of your children and watch them. You know, it, it's been exciting for me watching my dad, you know, like believe for an airplane and watching him use his faith and, and it come to pass, you know. It just stirs my faith yeah. up that God can do anything. And we're talking, my parents came from nothing, both our parents. I mean, they came from nothing to, to watch God just bless them as they've grown and grown and grown in their faith. It's exciting. It is, and it builds their, it built our lives. I mean, even now, there are so many things that I'm, I'm still learning so much. But, you know, you, you go from thing to thing, and then things happen in your life, and you begin to understand, oh, I need to take ownership of that. Mm -hmm. Things I didn't even realize, like, um, you may be different than me on this, but I used to think, oh, I wish my parents had warned me about that. Or, oh, I wish they had not let me do such and such. And I would, and I think that was just in the back of my mind. And not something I really would voice, but just a thought, mm -hmm. you know. Like it was their responsibility to lead my adult life or make my adult decisions, and they never would. Mm -hmm. and, and it's very tempting to do your own kids like that. Like tell them, you're going to screw up if you do this. You're going to mess up if you do this. Like try to lead their life for them mm -hmm. or keep them from somehow getting in trouble. We've got to stop that. We've got to start letting them as adults hear from the Lord for themselves and trust them and trust Him that mm -hmm. He's working with them. You know, when your kids love Jesus, He will get through to them. Mm -hmm. That's what He finally told me. And, and he, he I, at one point I realized, you know, in my growing up, and then as I became an adult, mm -hmm. 
my parents expected me to hear from the Lord and make good decisions. Yes. And when I made decisions, they didn't question it. Mm-hmm. They, and if it turned out to not be a great one, they were always there to help. But they never took my freedom away of making my own decisions. Yeah. And so and as you grow up, you think, oh, I wish I hadn't done that or I wish they hadn't let me do that. But then I thought, no, I love the freedom that I grew up in. That yeah. is a God thing. So letting teaching your kids allows you to give them that freedom to even mess up right. and know that they're going to hear from God and He's going to work with them the same way He worked with you and I right. to help us, to teach us. And I think that even as they're little kids, we've got to start saving them from every consequence mm-hmm. because they can learn. My, I remember Jenny, who actually this week moved off to Greece to open an orphanage. They do crazy things like that when they become faith people. So you do have to deal with that as a mom. Bold faith. That's where she is this week. But then, back then, she had been talking to this boy on the phone and texting him at night thinking it was free. Thinking I wouldn't look at my bill. I don't know. She was in like eighth grade. So... I got this bill and I'm like, it's a thousand dollars, my phone bill. (laughs) And so um, she, she, I go in there and talk to her about that. And she's like, oh, I thought it was free. I'm like, it's at three in the morning. You're texting this boy. And so she thought, oh, mommy, I apologize. Now you could leave it at that and say, well, okay, I forgive you, you know, da, da, da. But I said, awesome. I forgive you. Now you've got one month to give me a thousand dollars. She's like, what? I mean, that made no sense to her. I said, you better use your faith. Well, so she started earning money and God was like giving her money. I'm like, God, stop it. She needs to (laughs) earn this money. And then one time Max was in trouble and um, he actually went to convention with me because he was in trouble and the Lord just was blessing him with money all week. I'm like, Lord, stop it. He's in trouble. But God's grace is so wonderful. So people gave her money. God was bringing in money, but she was earning money. She would earn money from me. And instead of writing her a check, I went, I got cash. (laughs) And I gave her cash for what she was earning with me. And then we took all that cash, $1,000, down to the store where she could pay her bill herself, my bill. Mm -hmm. So she takes this money. It's $1,000 in her little eighth grade hands. That's a lot. It is a lot. (laughs) And she'd been wanting a golf cart for, I don't know why she wanted a golf cart to ride around and circle in the neighborhood. But that would have bought the golf cart that she wanted. She didn't want a very nice one, obviously. (laughs) But she took this money and she's like, that was that could have been my golf cart. <laughs> and I said, yeah, but you paid your phone bill. Mm-hmm. Good job. Yeah. So then that later on the way home from there, she goes, hey, I could get a car like that. I mean, it dawned on her, wait, that wasn't that hard. I had $1,000 in one month. Mm-hmm. I could get a car by faith. Yes. And so those lessons are so important. And even teaching them the responsibility of their actions, the Lord will help you teach him in faith and yet his mercy and grace will be greater than yours mm-hmm. and that's a lesson too yeah that's and so it's good a heritage you passed down it is by not trying to do it all for him well recently my son preston you know he moved out to california and we'd gone out there to look at apartments and that kind of thing and he does really value my opinion he does he's one of the children that really listens to what i say 
And so, you know, we were just talking back and forth and I felt my spirit certain things I didn't want him to do or, but I wasn't going to say nothing. I was just going to watch him walk this out by himself. And so um, we get out there and he'd ask my opinion about it and whatever. Well, about a week or two later when we got home, he had prayed about it. And he said, Mom, I think you're right. I think I'm going to do what you said. And it was just so awesome to see him hear from God, you know, and, and listen for himself and then act on it. And I wasn't being bossy mom telling yeah. him what to do, that he really listened to the Lord. So it's just so important that we allow them the freedom to... You know, we're, we're to guide and help them as they're younger, but as they get older, then the word that we put in them is not going to return void. You know, there's certain things my kids have done where they messed up, and I'm really not even worried about it because no. I gave them to the Lord the day they were born. I dedicated them to the Lord, and I'm like, they're not going anywhere. They belong to Jesus. So. The Lord's faithful. Yes. And when they do those things where they say, you were right, and you're, you're going, oh, okay, on the outside, and on the inside, you're going, Yes. Yes, when they get it right. He's so faithful, like... and he does speak to them. Mm -hmm. He does. That's so good. Let me leave you with a few scriptures. Here is Proverbs 22, 6. And it says, Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he's old, he will not depart from it. It's just so important that we're investing in our children. As you're learning in your faith and as you're growing, that you be that example to your children. You know, I tell my kids... Most of them, every day, when they get out of the car for school, I say, be a light. Be a light to a dark world, you know? Because we're not to conform to this world. We're to be different. And our light is to shine. And it's so important that we're teaching our children that we're different from the world, you know, to separate ourselves from the world and to be an example to the world. Let me read one more. It says, Isaiah 54:13 All your children shall be taught by the Lord and great shall be the peace of your children. So if you're going through something right now with a child that's just in rebellion or really doesn't want anything to do with the Lord, you know, these are scriptures that you can just confess over them and just believe, you know, Lord, it's in your hands. I dedicate my child to you. And they're coming home. I don't know when, but they're coming home and I'm not going to stress and worry about it. You're not going to nag them. You just let them do what they got to do and let them come back home because you're putting the word in them. I hope that you've been blessed by this today. Let's go to this announcement break and we'll be right back. What is faith and how should you use it? Faith Made Simple is an insightful 4-CD teaching from Jerry Savelle that will give you a firm understanding of faith. In it, you will learn the steps to a successful faith project, what you must have before you step out in faith, how faith sees beyond circumstances, and more. In Faith on the Move, Jerry and Savelle teaches how faith is always moving forward. You don't have to get stuck, sit down, or look back in your faith walk. It takes great faith operating in your heart to see great faith results. In the powerful book, The Nature of Faith, you will discover how faith can increase and decrease, how to determine your level of faith, how to see through the eyes of faith, and more. 
Your faith can move mountains. Learn to understand faith and live the life God created you to live. However far along you are in your journey of faith, the Faith Made Simple package is for you. Call now or go online to jerrysavelle.org to request this powerful trio, including Faith Made Simple, Faith on the Move, and the Nature of Faith. Discover the keys to getting results in your faith walk today. I really want to encourage you to go to jerrysavelle.org and don't delay on ordering these products. I'm telling you, they are just foundational faith 101. I mean, it is just the best stuff. I'm telling you, when you put these CDs in, immediately faith is going to come. This is what we grew up on. And I'll give you a little hint on CD4 is a famous story that my dad has told for years. It's called the canoe story. It's the law of progression. Do you remember him? He's done this for years. It's so good. It's so funny, but it's just um, tells you what it's like to live by faith. And I'm not going to tell you any more about it. You need to order it and listen to it for yourself. And then the Nature of Faith book goes hand in hand with these CDs. It's just like a study guide. They go hand in hand and you can read this quickly and mark it up and go back and refer to it when you need to. And then this is a message that I did called Faith on the Move. And it's just talking about that faith is always moving in that direction. We're not moving backwards. We're not looking back, but we're moving forward. Faith is always active. It's always moving forward. So I encourage you to go to jerrysavelle.org and order these right away. Kelly, what do you have? What do you want to leave us with? Well, you read that scripture in Isaiah, and we've most of us have stood on that scripture for our kids that, that our children will be taught of the Lord, and it, it also says that great shall be the peace of our children and their undisturbed composure. We all have it memorized, but it also says, you know, you look at us and you think, yeah, but my dad's not Jerry Savelle. My dad's not Kenneth Copeland. You guys have such a heritage, but if you just read on further in that scripture, it says, for this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and their righteousness is of me. Our righteousness is not of our dads. Our righteousness is not of our moms, even mm -hmm. though they are amazing people. Yes. They, are, they can be a great example to you, but your righteousness is, your, is of Him, and these mm -hmm. things are your heritage. So I'll leave you with that today. And with the, if your child is not in the household of faith and you think, well, I don't know how that could qualify for what y'all are talking about because my kid's not serving the Lord. Well, let's just take care of that because it's your heritage. Mm -hmm. So, Father, we thank, thank you for apprehending those kids. Bring them into the household of faith. Father, I thank you for a strong spirit of faith to come on this mom, come on this dad, come on this grandparent and believe your word. Father, I thank you that as your word says, you will hiss for them, that you'll go, come on, and that they will run into your household and run after you for the rest of their lives. Father, we roll the care of our kids over onto you and yes. we thank you for your faithfulness to us and to them and for your love for us and for them. In Jesus', Jesus name, name, amen. Amen. Well, I trust that you've been blessed. I have had so much fun the last four weeks and I thank you for joining me. If you're interested in my uh, ministry, you can go to jerryann.org and you can find out any more information there. And I just wanna leave you with one last thing to remember that your faith can overcome the world. Have a good day. Next week. I wanna look at God's viewpoint of normal living. What is normal living to God?
Now you've heard me say, and I had to correct it here in the last few days after reading this. I've said many times, don't ever call me normal. I'm not normal. And there is a truth to that. I'm not normal by the world's standards. But I am normal according to God's standards. There are two standards, the world's and God's. And you're either adhering to one or the other. You're either conforming to one or the other. 